What's up, everybody, and welcome to Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, and I'm joined by Rachel Mogan hey. and Zachary Parks. What's going on? So we're here again for our second episode, and we're going to be talking about a slightly controversial subject. We're going to try real hard not to F it up. Try real hard. <laughs> but we're going to be discussing today video game addiction. Oh, God. We dive going straight into the hard topics surrounding this industry that we love. So, what makes a video game addicting? Have you ever been addicted to a video game? You would have to start with what's the difference between things like casual gamers and hardcore gamers? Because there's actually a bit of a difference between the kind of person who might be addicted, and I'm using air quotes here, to casual games like Candy Crush Saga and Animal Crossing New Leaf Mm -hmm. versus people who are hardcore gamers that might be addicted to things like World of Warcraft, or as we recently learned today, some people are calling it World of Warcrack on account of the addicting (laughs) qualities. That was new information to me. I'm not actually sure how verifiable it is, but we had a good laugh about that. So drawing a line between the two divisions I think would at least be helpful. And also the line between taking it a step further of hardcore gamers to uh, professional gamers. That's true. Those who play esports and compete in major competitions for a lot of money. Case in point, point, that Dota 2 championship that just went down and somebody won around $6 million, I think. And if they're playing for eight hours a day to practice, is it an addiction or is it their job? Exactly. And see, I don't think people would call that an addiction. I don't think so. You know, I think people... If that was my job where I was making my money, no. It's like somebody calls... It's determination. Most addictions drain all of your money. They don't make you any better. Right, right. Right. When we talked about doing this this episode on addiction, I saw it much more as a negative connotation. Right. And I think when you do talk about professional gaming, yeah, I see it more as practice, determination... Even though, you know, I still think that's it would be controversial for people to wrap their head around that. I think so. I mean, I mean, I think even me, for as much as I love video games, I think if someone came to me and said, I've been playing this game, I'm a professional gamer, I play it for 10 hours a day. I'm like, dude. Yeah. You need to go stretch your legs. You need to go walk around outside. fresh air. So that's interesting. So as much as we do love games, we all, because I, I kind of agree with that, there's a limit to it, you know? I think there's there's definitely a limit to it. I mean, I guess to anything. There's too and much I mean, of excess anything. And even if it is anything. your job, people consider workaholics. That's not exactly sure. a good connotation either. <laughs> no, so if you're at work no. for more than 10 hours a day, that's probably not a good thing either. Yeah, I could lock myself away in my office and edit video all day. And right. people would get upset. My wife would get upset before me about that. Right. If I was in here locked away for as long as she was home and all day while she was gone at work. But I think, yeah... I mean, I, I think we've all gone through a period where we would say or had someone say that we were addicted for by video games. I can say for sure that when I was younger, and we addressed this a little bit in our first mm-hmm. episode, Zach, you said that your parents definitely thought you were addicted at one point. My <laughs> yeah, parents sure. definitely <laughs> thought I was addicted at one point. And there was definitely a point, yes, I would say I was addicted to them where it was literally all I wanted to do. Uh, Civilization is the game that was that way for me because it's so easy to get sucked in and just not want to stop having that reward of every turn getting the next achievement, building the next world wonder or conquering the next empire. Or you get that on a turn by turn basis, or you have the promise of it happening in five turns, 10 turns. 
And that can just really just draw you in and not want to let you out. And we've talked about this a little bit. So Civilization is the kind of game that doesn't really have an end. Isn't it, that correct? It does so have an could... end. It does, but you could continue playing it on. Farther. So it has a but lot it of does potential have a... to just keep going and going. Not in the ca- in the same way that World of Warcraft does. Okay. In games in that same genre. But it does have it does have a defined ending point. Like it will rank you, it will give you here's your score, here's how you compare it to everyone else in the world, but you could continue playing on. Because once you've gotten to that point and that advanced of a civilization, it is, you know, it's hard to drop it. it right. Because it, it, of how many hours it took you to get to that point, especially right. if you're playing on a harder difficulty level. Well, those kind of games remind me of, maybe if it's not exactly a game that doesn't end, but games that, that don't end, like you think about like Minecraft. Or you think about a game that I used to love a lot, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Do you guys remember that game? (laughs) Yep, yep. Universes that kind of need constant attention if they're always evolving. And I think that's something you're going to see a lot in the future of games. There's a game coming out called No Man's Sky, which is, have you heard of it? That that? one is going to be the next. I think that's going to be. It looks amazing. It looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. I will admit that I have some trouble buying into the premise of there is no premise other than you just explore. But I think, yes, for the people who, and I may be totally wrong, and that's mm-hmm. the premise of the game. Just from what I've seen, that's what I feel like it is. You go and explore this limitless galaxy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's the whole point, I am on board. I am in it yeah. just to explore. I will just fly around space no, it looks, forever and ever. It looks like a very beautiful game. The I gameplay kinda, looks engaging. I kind of see what you're saying, though. Because with a game like Minecraft, which a lot of people love a lot, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, I actually can't believe we didn't think of it until just now. Good, I was, good catch. Good I catch was thinking good about catch. it when we were talking about addicting games. Because that was a game that I played a lot of. And I kind of look back and I'm like, why did I play that so much? And that's kind of... And, and it's great. Like, listen, I had a lot of fun online playing that game. Building my house and mining. But you are down in, like, a cave pickaxing like for <laughs> diamonds and you do question like your choices and <laughs> and i mean isn't that the whole point of an, uh, an addiction why That's... are you doing something uh-huh. so yeah. could it be that you know maybe it wasn't just the game maybe it was that you couldn't literally put it down and you look back on it now and go why did i do that but right. at the time your brain was saying yeah you should stay in the mine right keep doing some more pickaxing you're gonna need more materials because it's the promise of some reward you don't know what that reward is, but you, well, I guess in that case, diamonds, but you, you still but don't know you if know, you're going to get them and how long it's going to take you to get them. Right. I never got into Minecraft necessarily. My nephew plays it a lot and he loves it. I mean, a lot but, of people love it. And I can understand the appeal. I think it's the same as building a virtual Lego set in a sense. And I loved Legos as a kid. You're just doing it on a screen instead of in, per, in a physical form. Point. Right. So I, but at the core then I don't see a problem with Minecraft because it is a game that promotes imagination if you've seen some of the things that people create i saw one that was the whole uh city of king's landing from uh game of thrones which is somebody built it in minecraft and it looked amazing right it's remarkable stuff that you can do and yeah i agree there is a game does not have to have a point necessarily no um but maybe I prefer that. You well, know? <laughs> see, I would say that if there's any one game that I personally am addicted to, and I might actually be, I might have a problem. I might need that helpline a little bit later on. 
would be Animal Crossing New Leaf. So the Animal Crossing series has been around for quite a few years now. It's a Nintendo installment. No one else here at this podcast has a Nintendo 3DS. They didn't even know what Spot Pass was, people. I had to explain <laughs> it to them. It's a, it's it a cool was, thought. I it like it. It was startling. So Animal Crossing New Leaf, for those of you that also don't own 3DSs and don't know about it, it's really just a game that's perpetually on Zen mode in that you are the mayor of this little town and it's your town and there's a set number of villagers that you can or cannot have and you just go around and you do very simple things like plant flowers, build public works projects, clean up the beach of trash. It's just the most basic standard that's kind of it. stuff that you can think of. And the thing about it is this is a game that technically has no real goal and no end. Animal Crossing mirrors the real world, real world calendar. So for every day that you're in the game is another day passing in real life. So if I, you know, booted up my game today, it would be August, what is it, the 17th, 18th. I've been playing for so long, I don't even know. <laughs> so you could just do it day by day. And the thing is, the game very much encourages you to play daily because there's kind of... I'm reluctant to call it a threat in such an adorable game, but there's a chance that if you don't play for long enough, villagers that you might love, that you might have relationships with, can move away in your absence. And I know of other people that play <sighs> Animal Crossing all the time, and then they come back one day, one of their villagers is gone, they decide they're never going to play again because they're heartbroken. And it's not the kind of thing where you can get a villager back. So so in Animal Crossing, like what? what is the draw for you? What do you get out of playing it? Is it just the relaxation of being able to it's unplug and just... That's exactly it. But like, I love blowing people to smithereens in Unreal Tournament as much as the next <laughs> person. It's great. Blood and guts and gore and all that good stuff. But Animal Crossing, especially if you're, I don't want to say a real adult, but if you have a stressful day job or something happening in your life that requires the majority of your attention being able to unwind at the end of the day with a really simple straightforward game where nothing can go wrong the worst that can happen in animal crossing is someone might move away and that's the extent of it so mm. it's just you there are daily tasks that you can do every day that just kind of maintains the game mm. so really animal crossing a big part of it is maintenance because seasons change Maybe I want to re-landscape my entire town for fall to match with the fall colors and seasons. So the ongoing aspect of it is very strong. And I'm not exaggerating when I say I have probably played at least once per week for a year and a half straight. At yep. least mm -hmm. once. And really mm -hmm. more like three to four days per week. <laughs> more like seven days straight. More like seven days straight. All of the days. And see, and I feel like that's how a lot of mobile games, especially, are set up. They are the ones that are that are going to pull you in and keep you in for long periods of time because a lot of them are full of they're free but to really get ahead and be good you got to pay, <sighs> which bullshit. drives me <laughs> crazy. But one game that I have had on my phone and played for a very long time, a very popular game, is the Clash of Clans. Oh, now I but I have that. not. I was going to say I haven't paid any money to it. I have, <laughs> but I've only paid. I think I bought an an extra builder and it was. Five dollars or something like See, that. See, this is how it starts. I've only played right. paid five dollars right. so far, but but let me justify but, my five dollars. Hold on. No, no, no. But the thing is, I've met I met a guy, and I was talking to him, and he said that he has put, spent 
at this time, this was several months ago, so I'm sure the number is larger by now. He has spent $600. $600? On it, a mobile game. Is this My his God. virtual intervention? Like, See, that feels to... like, yeah, that's, that, <laughs> that feels... This feels like the point where we might need to... You, you should never spend that much money on a game. No, I don't think so. That's you... the, the... Then we talk about addiction. Like, is that... Actually, is that I'm too not far? sure how much you read of the videogameaddiction.org website, but one of the signs of video game addiction was that a person excessively spends money to mm. maintain a game or to buy new consoles or keep updated sure. rather than pay bills, <laughs> buy food. Because especially <laughs> with, with Clash of Clans, it's different than a game such as um, s- such as uh, Starcraft mm-hmm. or uh, I'm trying to think of, or any other game that is that is. Uh, League of Legends, that is a now a eSport game. Mm-hmm. Y- you can't compete against other people. You can in-game with the clans and the clan wars, but you're, you cannot have a tournament environment with that because of how the, the battling system is set up. So there's no victory. There's no number one. There's no, right. you know, you're just building this clan and you're fighting other people. I like it because... I like real-time strategies, things things of that nature. And it's fun to have something little on my phone that I can check, check it for five minutes, put it away, and move on. But I also have had it on my phone for a very long time. I was actually just remembering that last Thanksgiving, my cousin who plays, he and I were talking, and he was giving me some tips on how to upgrade my clan and my uh, my defenses and all that. And he was saying, okay, upgrade everything, upgrade all these things. I was thinking about it today. That was last Thanksgiving. I'm still upgrading all the things that he told me to upgrade. <laughs> I haven't put any money towards it, but just taking the time of the game and which it also calculates in real time. If you upgrade something, it'll say five days to upgrade and it takes five days to upgrade. Oh, you can pay sucks. to, you can pay to increase it. You can spend the gems, which are limited and you can slowly build those up by cutting down trees, removing rocks and things like that. Or you can pay money and get some more. Hmm. Or you can pay money and fill your gold reserves. So you can play it, yes, you know, to to get ahead. Mm-hmm. Or you can play it slowly over time. Well, let me ask you guys this. And here's, you want to talk about mobile games. Here's a different angle that I approached some of the addicting games for me. We can talk about, I think, Angry Birds. We can talk yeah. about that. And I the, was really into that game. There was a game that I was really into called Tiny Wings. I don't know if you guys have ever played that one. Is that the one where you hold down and the bird like folds his wings together and it slides yes. down the hill? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played so, Tiny Wings. And I was addicted to Tiny Wings probably more than Angry Birds, but I'm sure more people were uh, infatuate with angry birds and what i kind of want to ask and what i've been thinking about is are these games good games is a game that is that you would classify as addicting oh mogan's gonna sneeze <laughs> yeah, excuse me sorry are these games good games start your sentence would, yeah. would these games would these games that we would classify to have addicting attributes could can they border well i guess what i'm trying to ask is if a game's sole attribute is just it's addicting i don't think that justifies it being a good game you know is is angry birds a good game you know and how do we judge a good game versus a game that's just addicting i think angry birds is a good game i really like the angry birds Mm -hmm. series i just downloaded angry birds 2 that just came out it just came out it's fun i'm not gonna put any money towards it but it's a it's a fun game because it's a fun puzzler Mm -hmm. i you know I think a a puzzle game can be good. It can be very addicting and be really good. It'd be mm-hmm. a good game. Um, games like 
Candy Crush Saga, which is you're just sliding around. I mean, I guess that's a puzzle too. That's I'm kind not, of a puzzle. I'm not a fan. Yes. Well, let's talk about it. Also, it also falls a whole lot into personal preference. What do you like to play? Yeah, you know? I would say the personal aspect of what are you getting out of it far outweighs how good or bad a game actually is because everyone else in the world might hate World of Warcraft, but if mm-hmm. you love it and yeah. if you really get something out of it for you as an individual, it could have a highly addictive quality. Well, I think we could. This would be something we can save for another podcast. Is what makes a good game good? Right. You know oh, exactly. We're need oh, for a sure. Lot more time. We'll have a, that'll be a big episode, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I think about a game called Tiny Wings. And Mogan, you have not played Tiny I have Wings not from Tiny what, Wings. I, what no. it sounds like. So basically, it's a bird, a little tiny bird that goes down hills and shoots up them. And when it's in the air, if you hold onto the screen, he'll go down faster, and you basically get in a rhythm. Of the, the momentum oh. sliding down uh-huh. the and you go go and you have to beat it's, it's cute man you don't even die you fall asleep this <laughs> the, the, the moon catches up with you and like you run right. out of daytime it's a cute game that is cute and i was you know i played that game a lot and i kept and i think one of the biggest things was was i had to beat my old record mm-hmm. and that was very important to me and it was something so simple that i could just turn on start hitting my iphone and i could go at it and I'm sure there is some correlation between e, like no learning curve, ease, ease of access that makes a game addicting. I think that that's an attribute because once you get into a more complicated game, I think you could start getting into it's just a really well-made game. You right. know what I mean? Like I well, would never it, call Halo addicting, even though I played a lot. But I would call it a really well-made game right. that that I wanted to experience over and over right. for a lot of different reasons besides because I just wanted to. I was addicted. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and I think too, but again, it, 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 it that can turn into crossing the line of cro- what, what, because there are some people who are addicted to Halo. And I think what the line is of what, cro- what you cross from being really into it. And it is really made game into, you know, you're just addicted mm-hmm. to it is when you play it in detriment to other things in your life, such as job, money, relationships. relationships. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, you see those documentaries that are on World of Warcraft, and there are some kids who get on there, and adults both, who say, "Oh yeah, I play. Uh, I go to school and I come home and I play. I uh, play World of Warcraft for eight mm-hmm. hours mm-hmm. after you get home from school. So you're right. talking into one or two in the morning. Sure, and sure, you could do that every once in a while, and that's fine. But if you do that every day, that's going to have an effect. Yeah, and I don't. You know, I'm. We can't. I would never blame the games here. Obviously, no. if it was the game's fault, we'd all be addicted. You yeah. know, these are these are like personal issues with people that have addictive personalities. That so, like, you know, that's why I don't. You know, I think this is a tricky subject. Addicting right. games, you, we we almost at this point can't call one game addicting. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think we can because you're right. It is up to the person. Yeah. And talking about that video game addiction website that that you sent to us and that we were all looking at, one of the things I thought about. I was looking on it and it said something about why, why is my son addicted or what, what can I do to make, to make, which was also very weird about how it was always my son, my it son, was never, my son. It was never girls. Up. It was always referencing boys. Yeah. Which there are a lot, which there was probably a time I'd say when games were first coming out or, you know, late getting more popular in the eighties, early nineties that yeah, probably was. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but it seemed to always be kind of, a boy thing to do. I didn't know many. Girls. Oh yeah, of I course. I didn't know many girls course. growing up who played no. video games. Uh, yeah, for the while, you video games did was... not live in my neighborhood. Well, I, I, <laughs> I felt the same way. I feel like video games have been for the majority of the, their existence. I mean, this we're not scholars on this, obviously, but they've seemed dominated by male culture. Right. That is obviously, I think, changed 
drastically in the last five, ten years. Yeah, yeah. You know, Mogan as an example. Well, exactly. Say, we're about well, to <laughs> fight. I'm going to have another podcast episode just for this one eventually. Oh, that would but, be a good one. What's interesting, I also think, is that in reference to the videogameaddiction.org website or whatever, a lot of it was referencing not only boys, but children, which is really interesting because if we're talking about the actual ability to maintain an addiction in terms of video games, the equipment, the electricity, the internet connection, all of those things cost money that a child would presumably not have access to. Mm -hmm. So the question is, is it really them or is it a fact of... Well, their parents provide them with all of this. Are they enabling the addiction? Because if you're a parent, you have the ability to cut your child's access off to video games. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I would have been horrified if that had happened <laughs> to a child. But you do, as a parent, most parents have that power. So the question is, are they just allowing it to happen? Or would taking away the... Uh, actual access solve the problem or make it worse, exacerbate things. Right. And that, and that was my point that, yeah, a lot of it can be controlled. My parents, when I was growing up, they put a limit of, I could only play for 30 minutes a day and I had to ask. It wasn't, a, a, it wasn't a given privilege. Yeah, I know. What can you do Come in 30 on, minutes? Yeah. But it was not a guaranteed privilege for privilege for every day. I had to go ask, hey, is it okay if I play? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Okay. You can play today. No, today. I don't No, Not mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that was good. It also then, whenever I had, was at friend's house and didn't have the opportunity, didn't have that restriction, I went a little crazy. But I mean, that was, that was very, it was very brief. Those, those, were, those moments in time were very uh, few and far between when that would happen. But I think, yeah, I think if I had had three, free reign over my gaming when I was uh, a young kid, early teen, Oh yeah, I would have been addicted. And to actually, for now sure. that I think about it, now that you bring it up, I kind of, I guess, I blocked it out. It must have been a rough period in my life. But um, when I was young and the internet was first becoming really popular and prevalent, that sounds like such an old statement. <laughs> but I actually remembered my parents did set an actual timer limit on the internet, yeah, so hmm. that my username could not access the internet for more than X amount of time. And it wasn't always that way, but eventually, I must have developed a problem, and my parents <laughs> must have recognized it and gone. No, we're gonna we're gonna limit that supply. Yeah, and like anything, you can still get around it. And you know, uh, I remember a time when uh, I was actually gonna have, um, I was about to have a hand surgery, and I <laughs> that's the only reason this sticks out in my head because I was up late anyway because I was just kind of messing around before I was going to bed for that. I was gonna have to be up early, so I was like, why do I even really need to go to sleep? They're just gonna put me to sleep in a little while. <laughs> but it's yeah, good logic. It was eleven thirty or something like that at night i was younger um and i was like i'll just jump on civilization three real quick see 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 what's up see what's up i got on and um and my mom came in and was like what are you doing i think she was doing uh, she thought i was doing other things than playing civilization (laughs) three but i swear to god i was playing civilization (laughs) three and then they were really you know and i got in trouble for that because it was an outside of a time when i was allowed to i didn't ask and you know and i got in trouble and so i didn't really do that again and then as i got older they gradually released it until it was a thing i could determine on my own and then now i'm an adult and it is definitely a thing that i determine on my own and but i know i have responsibilities there now i'll go i can go a couple weeks without having without turning on my my ps4 and playing a game and i'm fine with that it's not something that something's missing now when i do get to play again i'm like ah oh, this is fun right. but it's not it's a great release and 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 stress reliever for me to be able to game for a little while but it's not something that if I can't do it for a certain amount of time, I'm missing it. 
Or if I don't get it every day, I miss it and feel like the day was incomplete. Well, yeah. I mean, it's different for everybody. I had free range growing up. I could play as much games as I want. I don't personally think I ever exceeded anything crazy. Maybe other people would disagree with me. <laughs> but I want to kind of talk about the games like Call of Duty or Destiny. Mm-hmm. Games that require you to play a lot in order to rank up. Yep. And like you think about Call of Duty as a thing called Prestige. Do you know anything about that mode yet? No, I do not. So it's like, what, if you get level 50? If you achieve the highest rank, which varies from game to game, sometimes I think one of them, it was level 70, others it has been 50 or 60. Once you achieve that rank, you can go to prestige mode and it starts over. Oh, and the it, whole game, period? Your ranking. Your multiplayer. Oh. Your multiplayer And what rank. you've unlocked and things right. like that. Completely it, go back to zero. So the game restarts for you and everyone does it. And you go prestige one, two, three, four to 10 or something like that. And you get special metal each time you do it. Right. And so this is what I was kind of touching on. This is like the other side of the coin of what I was touching on before. Games like Call of Duty to do that or Destiny, this is going to be a tricky one. because (laughs) That's what Destiny's built around. That's what kind of it's built around. And I think in the term, in the case of Destiny, it lacks in a lot of other facets of the game story-wise i mean the gameplay is great but there's a lot of stuff in my opinion that it doesn't fulfill that, oh, I, yeah. that I was definitely hoping it would there's a lot of hype around that game and it turned into something that you go out and kill enemies over and over and over and it's not entirely difficult for you to get better guns better armor blah 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 stuff that you really don't you know it doesn't really matter in yeah. my opinion you know it just it, it, it's, i need an incentive to do this stuff i need a story to help me get there the problem the problem with destiny is that there is too much grind you're grinding right too and, what, much. and what do people uh, f- um is it grind foresting what is the, what is there like farming a, farming yeah, oh, yeah. farming yeah. you know so there was the big thing with the loot cave that was the big yeah. destiny glitch every, where there's this one one cave with unlimited respawning enemies and they would just drop Oh, benefits man. and stuff over and over again. And you're just Bungie shooting is- at this cave and like they, yeah and you're like who wants to what kind of game is that? It's not yeah, a game. Like who Bungie wants to eventually act? fixed it, but But even like if you could exploit it, why? Now like, a lot yeah. of these games have that? a very strong multiplayer side yeah. of things, don't they? So Destiny could we- is Yeah, Destiny is very multiplayer centered, which I like about it. I like it and I don't like it. Case in point, I love their uh you know, their PVP arena, the Crucible where it's just like Halo multiplayer. You know, you're playing against other online players. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty, Halo, it's in that same strain. But then they also have, um, they with the recent expansion, they have the Trials of Osiris. Uh, then they have the Raids. and uh, Which is stuff um, that's difficult to The Nightfall do. Strikes. If yeah, you don't and have, you, I mean, there's a lot of things. Destiny well, you have to. You can't do the Trial of Osiris unless you have a fire team of like five or six people, uh, three people, three people. Well, I could actually do so. That. I, I can't. I can't we do it. People right I, don't here. Have, I don't have <laughs> three people. I can't do raids though. Doesn't raid raid require, require six people? Yeah, I couldn't do. Raids. And I haven't. I've, I haven't done any. Of them. I've never. Done I've a had. Raid. I've had Destiny since since day me one, too. and I have not I played mean, a raid. Me, I'm anyone out there who wants to play me in a raid? <laughs> yeah, look me up on the look me up on the PlayStation Network. Dogtown underscore Warrior. Don't ask me about why I have that name. It's a stupid name, and I wish I could change it, but I can't. Too late. But that's it. Dogtown underscore warrior. I mean, it seems Jared's like Jared, Jared of, I was about to say a lot of your names seems like they're really bad names, Jared Jerbing. I literally could not think of a could not think of a of a name for my PSN account at the time, and uh, my, came to that. And I was watching the movie Lords of Dogtown, the skater oh, movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the time, and I was like, <laughs> and I've always liked history and like fighting and medieval stuff, and I was like, Dogtown. There you yeah. go. I'm Terminator Z on Xbox. But now I hate it. 
and I want to change it so bad. But that's a, st- a topic for another yes, time. Yes, that's another thing. But, but no, so yeah, I, you can't do those things, but they do have the new area too, Prison of Elders. That's really fun. I did play that in your art. There is matchmaking. That's mm-hmm. what's weird. They're matchmaking for some things and not for others. Well, the raids, the raids, Nightfall Strikes, and no, I could be wrong in the Nightfall Strikes. The raids and temp, uh, Trials of Osiris, you have to have a pre-established team of people to go into those. Well, the point I would, you know, that I'm trying to make is, yeah, I think I went off on a tangent. There, sorry. <laughs> is just that the game asks you to do something over and over, repetition, and I think that can kind of tie into Minecraft a little bit, Roller Coaster Tycoon, uh, any of these other games that require you to do similar things over and over and over. But yeah. obviously, it's fun for people. I mean, people play Destiny, right? People Otherwise, no play. one would do it, right? But is maybe. If something else was available, they would. Maybe is there? Are they trapped? Is there like something manipulative happening? And something that I was attempting to get around to with the multiplayer aspect, when it comes to games that have a huge cooperative, not just combat, not just fighting other people online, games that have these big cooperative efforts, especially World of Warcraft, yeah. could you argue that the group mindset aids in something like an addiction? I think so, because you hear of people all the time who like their virtual friends more than their real friends. They have a big, they feel like they're a better, a, a more accepted in an online community than they are in the real world, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's again, that's an even bigger topic. That right. I don't know if I forever. have a problem with that. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think that's inherently bad either. I don't know. But I, again, I just think, I think the point, I think any game potentially has the possibility of being addicting to someone. I to be, for someone to become addicted to it. I think, again, just coming back to the point I made earlier in the earlier was that I think the line, the, when it becomes crosses line from in, really enjoying a good game to an addiction is when other parts of your life suffer. And I think that's true in any case it, with any addiction, really. I mean, drugs, alcohol, right? I mean, this, this is now, yeah, it's turned into a pretty big conversation on just addiction. This is, yeah. Addiction in general. We're just, you know, Placing it in the realm of video mm-hmm. games, since that's mm-hmm. what we have the most experience with. I mean, I hope none of you are crackheads. Yeah, what's cocaine like? <laughs> well, you know, let's. We let's, need to do more research, guys. We have not. Oh, this is this like playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that was fake. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, that's what I think it is. It's just when when it crosses the line from just an enjoyable side activity or job in the case of those who are um, professional esports competitors to being detrimental to your your own personal life and the life of those that you are interacted or you know tied to mm-hmm. through like you know family wife husband kids something like that you know i think once it crosses into that realm of affecting those people and things is when you have to honestly take a step back and be like might be have a little bit of an issue here even so, even having that being said, obviously it can really affect your life in a big way. You could pretty easily argue that video game addiction is looked on as something that is a non-issue by a lot of people. Because when if you're addicted to heroin, people look at you and go, you need help. Yep. But if someone looks at you and they go, oh, you might be addicted to video, or if you say, I'm addicted to video games, people might just literally laugh and go, nice try, just turn <laughs> it off. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, I feel like the problems that some people have with possibly having a video game addiction aren't seen as real, and I'm using air quotes here, a real issue, because the public perception, I don't feel, has gotten to that point yet. And yeah, I think you're touching on 
the public perception of just video games in general. That's yeah, a lot say. of people, if you're not in it, then from the outside, it just looks like a silly pastime. Yeah. So if you looked at someone that, you know, really pale, maybe hasn't gotten outside much, <laughs> maybe looks like they haven't eaten or may have eaten too much, you might go, well, they can just turn it off anytime. So can they? Can they just turn it off anytime? Or is it that the public just isn't recognizing that it's becoming more of an issue? See, I don't know. I don't, you know, we, when you talk, when you spill it out like that, I don't think I've ever been like addicted to video games. I think yeah, I say I mean, it as a, as, I almost say it as a And I as feel a like humor. that's how most gamers would also describe it. Like, oh, I'm addicted to Pokemon. And they don't mean it you in just, the negative aspect. Yeah, they mean it in amount. the fun aspect. Yeah, right? they mean it in the, I really love playing it. It's a great game. I enjoy spending my time in it. Not, oh God. Right. I've been awake for an hour and I haven't played Yeah, nobody's yet. addicted to heroin going, man, I'm so addicted to heroin. It's yeah. just the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, this is a, such a large conversation, but I, I don't know if I've even met anybody that I've been like, they have a serious addiction to video games. And I don't, we're not all that gamers I can, and I don't think I have either. You know, no. I don't, I don't know what qualifies as that. I don't, maybe because they never come outside. I was going to say, maybe them. just because we've never actually <laughs> yeah, met them. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> because don't know. They, they do not come out of their homes. Um, no, yeah, yeah, no, I don't know if I've met somebody who's addicted to it. I mean, because, yeah, I think a, a bigger part of this conversation could just be what the social attitudes towards gaming are. And I think those are becoming, more, are being more developed as time goes on yeah. because I think just now is... Gaming has been a, a big thing for a lot of people's lives for a while, but I think just now, especially with the rise of esports and things like that, is this actually, you know, the, the public, I'm losing my train of thought, let me try that again. The public opinion of gaming and gamers as a whole is still evolving. And so I think as it gets to a point, I mean, you hear those news stories of the people in the internet cafes in China and Taiwan who straight up die. Yeah. Because they're playing for for almost days on end without right. without stopping, without going, without eating. Right. Because they, they just have to play this game. Granted, we don't know the reasons why that person decided to sit down in front of the monitor and play for forty hours, you know, or something. It's more than just liking the game. It's There's more at that more. point. It's more than just liking the game. At that point, it is the the addiction. But I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting topic because yeah. It, I could say I'm addicted to I was addicted to civilization when I was a teenager because that's all I played and that's all I wanted to do. At that point, yeah, that is all I wanted to do. Yeah. I wanted to play civilization and I didn't well, want to fuck. stop. I was like that with Halo. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think you know, I think But I ate food. Yeah. <laughs> I went outside. I had friends. No, it, it's it's just a thing with anybody, but like anybody, if somebody could be appear completely normal on the outside and then but then on the inside, yeah, they stay up. All night, you could see them at work and they seem functioning. But then you know you go home and they go home and they're playing a video game for the whole night. They don't sleep, mm-hmm. and that's not good. Even though it's not affecting anyone but them, it's just it's still just not good. Right. And, I, and and I think with anything, as as people become more aware, video games continue to become a bigger thing. That I I think that this will grow into a bigger uh, a, a bigger issue and will raise awareness. I even think that that uh, video game addiction website they were looking at it said it's not video game addiction is not an accepted 
diagnosis. No, it's not. So they did state that it's actually not recognized oh, as really? something that is an actual addiction. Yeah. But people, you know, if people have passed away, obviously there's some, you yeah. know, I don't, now I'm thinking so about I, our conversation. I don't, I really don't want to like make fun or devalue this because I guess people do suffer from exactly. this. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like watching the societal evolution of it, especially as they go more mainstream, will be really interesting to actually see if it does become a more publicly recognized and accepted problem. Uh, well, think about virtual reality and all this stuff that's coming out with virtual reality. And that's you can, a good I point. I mean, man, that is going to be interesting. That's going to be really if hard. they develop something that is like can transport you into another world, because I think yeah. that's where a lot of the addiction comes is the fact that you can live these other lives through these oh, characters. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, that's, I'm the mayor of somewhere. Right. That's pretty yeah, awesome. Come on. That's really <laughs> that's cool. That's the best job I've ever had. I'd rather had. do that yeah. than live my life. But now with being able to really transport your whole self, I mean, I've not done virtual reality, but I, I know either. it's becoming a thing. And like, I don't know. I wonder if it could be dangerous in some, I think so. With, some it, with anything, with anything that is developed, there's always, you can cross the line into excess. And I think that's and that's true with anything, right? And I think that's just going to be. I mean, that's going to be up to the person as a whole. And yeah, it's going to be as parents being careful, watching your kids. Are they spending too much time? Because yes, you at that point in their lives, you are the one who can control that. Because kids are not going to be mature enough to be able to say, I've, "I've done enough." Right? It's like candy. Exactly, it can be, and that's exciting. I knew that's why I love them, and that's why I still love video and games. See, is getting lost actually, in the world. That's something we may not have talked about quite yet. Eventually, all of us might be parents. What uh, if you have a video game addiction that you then pass? I mean, uh, addiction oh, can definitely. be hereditary. Yeah, yeah. I've can, definitely talked about this with with, yeah. with my wife because you know we're at the point where we could have a kid potentially yeah. any day. Who knows? But <laughs> not <laughs> any quite day, yet. Let's, literally tomorrow. Let's let's we want to hold off just a little bit longer. But you know, it, it could come up, and <laughs> that's what we talked about. It's just like being in that, being in and knowing this is an area that I myself have been. You know, I'm I mean, yeah. setting rules of like. No, I don't want my kids to be able to play them until this long. Yeah, I'll probably set time. I'll set time limits yeah. for my kids. You know, and there will be days where I'll be like, you know, today let's play. And let's play some fun. video games together. <laughs> your pop's gonna kick your ass. Exactly. <laughs> but then, but but then, no, there will be restricted controls because I I remember how much of a struggle that was for me when I was younger and with my parents. And if that was instituted from day one, I'm hope hopefully, and I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but you know, hopefully that wouldn't be as, as big of an issue. And then, and hopefully the same type of uh, restraint would be able to be passed on to other areas with, you know, mm -hmm. w working, uh, hopefully not drugs and alcohol and smoking and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that too, yeah. but that, you know, that they would be able to discern and have this awareness of when enough is enough. And I think that's the biggest the biggest point to get across. And the biggest way to combat this addiction and any addiction is just well, except I'm not saying it's okay. God, this is getting this, well, is, this turned into a huge discussion about addiction in general, well, not that's necessarily. Good, though. Video I think games. that's okay. I think we're touching yeah. on a real thing. And what I want to point out, I think, with us is at this point in our lives, and I'm not sure when this developed or how this will develop for future generations. But I think when we play video games, at least what we've talked about in the previous podcast, we are paying attention to, you know, quote unquote, the artistic merit of mm -hmm. it. You know, this we talk about the soundtrack, the art direction, the game mechanics. Yep. And so when we kind of like what I was saying before, when we are when we say we're addicted to games, the a game that we really like, it's because I think we're paying more attention to these components of it and how maybe how it was made how it was developed and mm -hmm. i think that is not only a good thing it's like a, a a necessary thing for 
I don't know, for... Imaginative, imaginative growth? Yeah, I think it's a great thing. Yeah. If to under... You know, I, I wonder if that's a way to combat this. I think addiction is very mindless. And I think yeah, if you actually, can be mindful yeah. about the game and how what's what's gone into it and what the components are, how they're working with each other, mm-hmm. I think that can help... Because then it's less of an addiction, more of an appreciation. Yeah, it changes right, a little right. bit. And these are, you know, these are tricky words that like can get thrown around a lot. And the line really isn't clear. It's not. It might become more clear in the future, but for now, it, it can be quite blurry. Well, and that's right. what I was saying about esports. These are people who are doing this as their job. They can make, they can make money at it. Mm-hmm. They're not just sitting in their living room in the dark. I know, playing so, this for shits and giggles, right? You can't really they're, wag your finger at them, no, yeah. because they're trying to make to make their to make their living, right? That's how they chose to make their living. Some guy out there is out farming crops. This guy's writing code. This mm-hmm. guy's playing video games, right? And you, no, you can't say Mm-mm, no. Yeah, that's these bad. two are doing a job, but he's addicted. You can't say that. Yeah, no, and it's the same thing. Any honestly, it's the same type of argument that you've heard. That I'm sure Zach, that you've heard as, and I know I've heard it from four. You know, as trying to be a creative and, and video person, mm-hmm. you're gonna flip some hamburgers. You know. Or you're right. going to be the starving artist. Just, oh, okay. Yeah. No, that, that's fun. Have, you know, <laughs> Heard fun. that. The, the people who, who don't really think that's a job, but it is a job to us. Just, it's, it's, whole, it's the whole thing of bringing understanding and awareness to this new industry that's quite honestly still on the rise. Right. I mean, think of, yeah, I mean, it's only, I mean, I don't know when like we can really t- coin the term video games as an industry. I don't know when we say that happened. We say mid 80s or do we go back further to like when like, Pong, like we talk about, like fifties and sixties. I mean, I think ever since they've been created, they've been mass produced. You know, I would, I would think, I would say honestly, it's, I would almost say it's been within the last probably fifteen to twenty years that they've, it's really become a. A lifestyle. It's I think I from, would agree with the shorter timeline. I, I think I would agree. More I would with that too. I would think back when further. there was some sort of mass production of consoles and games, and I would say when stuff. it gets to the point where games are when the launch of a game is meaning millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Launch day, you're that's getting a, that's an industry. I think yeah, I think that's an industry, and mm-hmm. so this industry is still it's developing. Young. No, you're, it's, there's it's still it's a lot young. coming up, and there's going to be more things added to it. And I think as time goes on, then yeah, I think video game addiction will become a bigger thing. It will require more attention because yeah, we're gonna f- suddenly find these people, especially in virtual reality. I'm reminded of the movie Gamer. Did anyone? Did you guys no, see that? No, I know what you're talking about. Though. The Gerard Butler one, where basically he's a he's a real life being, and I know this is not what I'm saying. This is where it's gonna be. He's a real person who is controlled by another person through a, a program, and oh. so basically he's a he's a convict. He's in jail. And they basically play Call of Duty style oh, fighting no, against the trailer. I didn't know it was Gerard Butler. Yeah, is that Gerard yeah. Butler? Are we sure? It's Gerard Butler. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah. How about them out? And so <laughs> I saw it, and, it, and it's and it, it's obviously on the far spectrum of depravity that can come from virtual reality. Mm. But it's still, it's just like that. I'm not saying that's going to happen one day, but still, it's Shit. just like I, I, I mean, those are questions we should be thinking about now as a yeah. society before things totally exactly. off topic. I listened to some other podcasts, and I think one of them was the Tim Ferriss show, and they had a scientist, a neurosurgeon, come on talk about um, a real neurosurgeon or like a fake one. I guess I think he was a neurosurgeon, a real neurosurgeon. Nice. Um, some, but he was uh, talking about. Uh, you're talking about like Bill Gates. He was talking about his own concerns, and he was like, "It's no longer. It's like kind of like global warming when they talk about technology catching up." And like you talk about the right. um, what is it called when it's like the point? I, I was, uh, the peak. Yeah. What do you? The point it's of no like return? no. It's like when technology and humans like merge. There's a uh, there's a there's a. Mm. 
I don't know. I know what you're. I know <laughs> yeah. what you're trying to say, but no, I can't. I wish I, I, wish I was more intelligent. <laughs> but obviously, I don't know what I'll, I'm talking about. I'll just about. hit in blanks right now. I'm gonna fire it off later on. And uh, but he's like, it's real. Like you know, people are really concerned about like this will happen. There is a the how fast things are moving. And I know we're getting a little off subject here, but how fast technology is moving is mm-hmm. a real concern for a lot of people. That's all. That's I mean, the point. it's kind of yeah. the Jurassic Park complex. Can even though you can do something, should you? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I think that, you know, video games presents a lot of, especially, especially with virtual reality, because if the virtual reality is better than the reality you live in, you're going to spend more time in the virtual reality. Yeah. yeah. That's honestly, that's the, the solid truth to that. That's what's going to happen. Especially if, like, think about No Man's Sky, if that was virtual reality. I mean, just as would you is, leave? Just as it is on its own sounds, you know, you know, it like that's it a that's a salt. Like, would you leave? If, right. If you, if you were could in fly this, a spaceship like, around, and you felt like you were to in leave. it, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially as it goes on, I'm sure they're going to create more like rooms that are equipped to handle, you know, to give you more sense than just the looking around and 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 movement, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in games, I think, and man, we were really talking about a lot of different things here, but I don't mind it because they're all kind of interconnected. I think games being that they incorporate music um art mo- you know they're like move interactive movies you know i really yep. think they are becoming if they not already are the ultimate experience yep. you know because i think you, you could, could argue- experience a game in a totally different way than just a symphony or just a movie mm-hmm. you you kind of combine all that stuff together and you have control over what happens and how it happens especially with new games coming out being these open sandbox games where yeah. anything can happen and you kind of you know like yeah back to no man's sky you find the planet and you're the first one there and you discover everything there is it's becoming the ultimate experience over movies music all this stuff it's kind of combining everything yeah and so i think that's they're only going to take that steps and steps further with virtual reality and completely like maybe you're not far off from the gerard butler movie they're gonna hope to god not because that'd be (laughs) terrible give it 100 years but i mean but i mean think about too to uh the i don't know if you guys watch star trek at all but they had those the holodecks i believe is what it was called where they could basically program into the computer any type of environment or time period that they wanted and go into it and be in that period as if it was their own world i mean it's pretty amazing they did their jobs at all because yeah. you know, I'd, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd be yeah. in there all day. Because no. if you had that capability, how could you not use it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, especially how these technologies of virtual reality and things are built up. But um, we're, uh, but you know, it's going to be, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see where all that all goes. And I think as that grows, the addiction, the possibility of addiction it's and and all that is going go to be up, probably is going to go up and I, you know and hopefully that this is this becomes a thing that is um becomes more widely spread accepted and this is an issue i mean i know there's a you know there are the people out there who are addicted to these games and stuff they may not say it you may not realize it but they are and it's a bigger thing as a gamer myself and i think i speak for all three of us here that is something that concerns us we don't this is something we love but i mean god i would never want it to see it destroy somebody oh no and i would not want it to see it destroy myself and so you know i think as time goes on and these things grow it's it's up to us and the the gaming community as a whole to be there yeah, not us mo- three specifically no just us three we're this gonna is, be we are we'll launching a crusade on video game addiction but just you for the gaming community as a whole to to hold each other accountable mm-hmm. and to keep it where gaming stays a fun pastime or job 
for those mm-hmm. who want it to be their job and that it continues to be grow to grow and become accepted by everyone and to be something that everyone can legitimately enjoy. And I think you know, if we, if we can get to that point, that'll be awesome. I mean, I think we, we are to that degree. We are to that point. The vast majority of people I would say are not addicted. To games. No, I would yeah. say not, but to help those who are, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's, and I think that's just something that needs, there needs to be an awareness of. And I think that it, with anything else, I mean, there was a point in time nobody thought anything was wrong with smoking, and now everyone's like, "Stop smoking!" I mean, people are like, "Stop looking at your phone." I mean, people, yeah. you know, there's. I feel stop like this sitting, conversation is you know? already happening in a different realm, specifically right. for social media. Yeah, oh, I yeah, feel like yeah. the oh, whole yeah. conversation about is social media too prevalent? That ties in very closely with video games. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I mean, it's just it's now you know back to human nature. No matter something, there's always gonna be something, and yep. we're gonna find a way to use it. Way too much. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. We're fucked. <laughs> no, you just have to control self-discipline. Yeah. Come on. Guys, this was a heavy subject today. It was. See, I didn't know this was going to turn out like this. I thought it was going to be kind of happy-go-lucky, like, games that we, we are love so I much. Love game, but then we're like, all day, shit, but then we just is went, a we heavy just word. Sh- we just went straight down the rabbit hole into the things that cause addiction but they're in important. human nature. They they're are important. important. Like, I know, I came into this into this as like, this is going to be kind of funny, and now I'm like, you know, this is a real thing. Yep. <laughs> you know? no. And I've I mean, learned. that's the whole switch to it being something that's just a little bit lighthearted and not really an issue to something that whole, actually is an issue. You're right. Yep. That's we're the whole we're changing concept. the conversation literally right now. Yeah, yep. you're right. I mean, yeah, there's I mean there's more to be said, but I think we covered a fair amount. But yeah. I think so. But you know, audience w- w- let us know. What do you think about te- about uh, about gaming addiction? Do you know someone? What is your personal stories about it? You know, get, shoot us a shoot us an email with your thoughts or questions to teamchatpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us. Be sure to follow us and tweet at us at, at teamchatpodcast. So I think this is a pretty great episode. You know, we delved deep into the human psyche mm-hmm. and the human nature, but it was good. It was a great conversation with that covered a lot of great points. We will be back. Team Chat Podcast will be back with another episode. Stay tuned. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>